This is Kim Bülow Bonfis of State of Mind. One of the goals of this podcast is to share things I know something about. And I just realized that I've been working with different kinds of analog synthesizers for 40 years. Yes, I said 40 years. So, for those of you who think analog synthesizers are just big boxes with knobs on that create weird sounds for no reason whatsoever, here's an introduction to what actually goes on inside those things. After listening to this, I hope you'll find them a little bit less mysterious. Just to make one thing clear before we start. The electronic instruments created in the early 20th century, like the theremin, were technically also analog synthesizers. But what I want to focus on today is the modern variant as created by engineers like Robert Moog in the 60s and onwards. Because at that time, the technology used moved from the huge vacuum tubes to the much smaller transistors. Which meant you could fit everything into one box and build an accessible keyboard instrument like the Mini Moog. The modern analog synthesizer is made out of a number of circuits that date back to the early days of electronic music. But then it adds the clever magic of voltage control. More about that later. To start with, you need a raw electronic sound. That is created by a circuit called an oscillator. An oscillator creates sound waves in a number of different shapes, each with their own characteristic. If you use the visual device called an oscilloscope, you can actually see that the waves set the air in motion in various ways. For instance, a soft undulating up and down motion is called a sine wave. And it sounds like this. A more jagged wave is called a sawtooth wave. Because on the oscilloscope, it looks like the teeth of a saw blade. It sounds like this. And a square wave moves the air back and forth in discrete steps and sounds like this. These are just some of the most basic waveforms. Some synthesizers have a lot of different waveforms and some even allow you to create your own. Many synthesizers have more than one oscillator. That can be used to add an interval to the sound, very often an octave. Two oscillators an octave apart sound like this. Also, if you have two oscillators, they can be adjusted to be slightly out of tune. That creates a fatter, chorus-like sound, like this. Or you can go completely dissonant, like this. There's also a completely different kind of sound, which is called noise. It does not have a pitch, or you could describe it as all possible pitches stacked on top of each other, 
and it sounds like this. Perhaps a bit strange on its own, but it can be used to create percussion sounds like snare drums and cymbals. Now, the sound of the raw waveform that you've just heard can be quite boring. And this is where the filter comes in. The filter is probably the circuit that creates the sound most of us associate with a synthesizer. Each waveform has different overtones or harmonics. I'm not going to go into harmonics too much. If you want to know more, you can listen to the vocoder episode. That's Stories from the Studio, episode 4. But basically, when you listen to any musical tone, you're actually listening to a root note and a whole array of harmonics that create its particular timbre. And what the filter does is cut off a number of the harmonics. Here's the sound of a filter coming down from above and gradually removing most of the harmonics. And the filter can do even more. As you can probably hear, it cuts the harmonics off at a frequency that can move up or down. But it can also emphasize that particular frequency. That sounds like this. In fact, if you go crazy with that emphasis, which is called resonance, the filter can create a sound of its own, which then interferes with the sound it's filtering. That can create some really gritty sounds. And remember the noise sound you heard earlier? Using a filter on that can create whooshing sounds that might remind you of the ocean or the wind. Now, all these examples was just me turning a knob on the synthesizer. But remember that thing I talked about earlier called voltage control. Basically, that's a way of controlling and automating everything that happens inside an analog synthesizer. A synthesizer is a machine driven by electricity. You have electric circuits making sounds, oscillators, and other circuits processing the sound, like filters and amplifiers. But the late great Robert Moog figured out that you can also use electricity to control those circuits. This sounds very abstract, but imagine you take a simple electronic circuit that basically just sends out a current that gets stronger and weaker and stronger and weaker over time. And then you make that control the pitch of the oscillator. That would result in this. Note how the pitch is controlled by the strength of the electronic current. When it's strong, the pitch goes up. When it's weak, it goes down. And of course, 
you can control the speed of this fluctuation. By the way, those kinds of circuits are called Low Frequency Oscillators or LFO. They are oscillators that are not used to make sounds, but to control certain aspects of the sound. Of course, you could also use an LFO to control the filter. Then it doesn't change the pitch, but it changes the color of the sound. Like this. And just like the ordinary oscillators we use to make the basic sound, the LFO can also create different waveforms. I just used a triangle wave. But you could use a square wave that makes the filter jump up and down like this. Or there's the really interesting sample and hold effect, which basically jumps up and down at random. This is an effect I'm sure you've heard before. So far, we've only heard single notes. So what happens when you play a melody? Well, that's another brilliant feature of the voltage control. It's also used to control the pitch. Which means that when I play the keys of the synthesizer, the keyboard sends a voltage to the oscillator that tells the oscillator what pitch to play. And it can sound like this. Now, that introduces the idea of different notes, and you can play a kind of melody. But it doesn't really sound natural to us, because we're used to the sound of musical instruments changing over time. Think about a piano. You hit a note, it starts loud, then fades out, and the timbre changes as it does. In the analog synthesizer, this is handled by another form of voltage control called the envelope generator. The envelope is a change that happens from when you hit the note and until it fades out. You can use it to control how fast it rises to full volume, whether it fades out when you're holding down the key, and how it fades out when you let go. And so it shapes the sound in different ways like this. Here I used the envelope generator to control the volume of the sound. But that's the beauty of voltage control. Since it's just a voltage, you can use it to control anything. So what happens if you use the same envelope generator to control the filter? That results in these really classic synthesizer sounds.
wrong, you could go a bit more weird and use the envelope generator to control the pitch, creating cool gliding sounds like this. I hope this gives you a basic idea of what it is that goes on inside the analog synthesizer. Actually, it's just a few simple modules and a number of control voltages. But even with quite a limited setup, the number of combinations are almost endless. If you want to know more about analog synthesizers, the best thing you can do is to get some hands-on experience. Either get down to your local music store and play around with one. Or you can download one of the many free synthesizer apps for your phone or your desktop computer. There are even a whole range of analog synthesizers that you can play in your web browser. Just go online and have fun. I'm Kim Bülow-Bonfis from State of Mind. Thank you for listening and remember to like and subscribe.